Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello. This one was very fun. My guest is the brilliant writer and also improviser Kaylee Llewellyn. We both baked, which was just as excessive as it sounds. Um, We recorded it a few months ago because we've been waiting until we can announce uh, some of Kaylee's pretty hopefully amazing news uh, that the excellent pilot that she wrote called In My Skin, which at the time of recording is still on iPlayer and I implore you to get it in your life right now. It is a really, really brilliant drama based in some part on her own life. I watched it and made contact with Kaylee and begged her to do my podcast after I saw it. It's so good. Well, anyway, it's been really well received and it's looking very hopeful that they'll be shooting a full series later this year. What? Get in! Uh, Hopefully, hopefully. So, listen to this episode with Kaylee, fall in love with her brains, then watch her excellent writing come to life, please, on iPlayer while it's still there. First up, though, an update on the podcast news. Um, We recorded an amazing live show at the Vault Festival last Sunday. Thanks loads if you came. It was a good laugh, wasn't it? The next London one is on the 9th of June, and it's a huge space at the Underbelly South Bank Festival and my guests are huge to match. The incredible Sarah Pascoe, Tom Allen and King of Channel 4 baking shows, Liam Charles. Get a ticket quick. But my next live show in time, the next one in time, is in Glasgow. Yes, please, Glasgow. 30th of March. Got Susan Kalman, Gina Hansen and rising locals chef superstar Julie Lynn McLeod which even though there's a lovely lot of you coming to already, I believe it's going to be possible to sell that one out. I would love that. So please share the news of it, Scottish ones. Two four and a half hour train rides I'll be doing with a three-year-old for that one. So there's quite a lot of pressure on it from my point of view to be excellent. And in May, uh, we're at the McCunliffe Festival and the Wells Festival. Um, the first one's in Wales, the next one's in Somerset. Full lineups coming soon, and they're always listed more fully in the podcast notes on each episode's ACAST page. Come, 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 come to all and any of these. They're so much fun.
Other than that, just the usual begging. Please spread the word about the podcast online and into the real-life faces of others. Rate, review, subscribe. And if you've got any spare money, go and have a look at patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. You can help me out, even with just a few bucks a month, um, and I will exchange that help for um, some really fun exclusive content. More on that coming soon, actually. Free and discount tickets to live shows, depending on the tier you're at, and loads of other cool shit. Check it out. Lastly, I am doing a new stand-up show. I'm working it up at the moment. It's called Hench. Come and see a preview, perhaps, and maybe in one of the places where I'm doing a preview alongside a Hoovering live show, so you can come to both, like Glasgow or McCuntless or Wells. Tickets to all and everything I am babbling on about are linked on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Go to the bit where it says, My Doings. Finally, she gets the fuck on with it. Uh, That's me, I'm talking to myself. Let's have an episode, shall we? Here's me talking to Kaylee Llewellyn. Here we are in your lovely home with yeah. the coolest door in the world. It is, isn't it? Can I put the picture of that door on or is it... Do you might get stalked. Oh, I'll put it... I've put it on social media. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, so do that. Brilliant. I'm putting door, pick, tick. That's the kind of notes I take throughout, Kaylee. I'm seeing the level of this. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, made a terrible mistake before we properly started recording of calling me professional seeming right which um i'm just gonna spend 45 minutes undoing now okay <laughs> you've set we the bar high made a cake yeah that is so cool yours looks fancy pants like so, a pro has swirled swirled it around and stuff i'm not a good cook at all and my girlfriend is a good cook and she does all the cooking which right. whenever i tell my family in wales my mum in particular that i don't do the cooking and i'm a woman she calls me a lazy bitch. <laughs> I really like the, I love the bit of it where you also have to tell her you're a woman. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I'm a woman. Really? No, because because if, you think she knows... You You said that with a smile on your face and it's really made me laugh. So I think it's okay. But do you think it's because she knows you've got the skills, you just can't be fucked? Yes. And, and I say because I'm a woman, because if my brother didn't do the cooking, yeah. that's fine. <gasps> women do the cooking but then she knows I'm a lesbian but so, but I don't think she quite knows where does the where does it fall then Who's, who does the woman's job <laughs> <laughs> she hates the thought that you've got because you're gay you've got this cakeless life yeah she says you're late every time she says who's cooking dinner tonight and I go Emily and she goes lazy bitch every time which and then I go but I clean up I, I do the like cleaning and I do the organising we've got jobs yeah. but anyway the, the cooking job is normally Emily's but I, I truly did she came round and we made this together oh so wow 50, so 50. thank you Emily yeah thank as you as well Emily. And it's, it'll be better for it because she is genuinely a good cook. She really knows what she's doing. Yeah. But also, I think it comes down to which one of you enjoys it, right? Exactly. She says it relaxes her. Yeah. And I do come in and I'll sort of be like, <laughs> like just in the way, being like, should I get a bowl? Should I get a bowl for you? Or should I chop that? And she's very patiently just like, do you want to leave the kitchen? <laughs> just quite, kind, yeah. quite kindly so and calmly okay. asking you to go away. Yeah. I've only ever once. Is that true? Before I say it, I'm going to check with myself that it's true. I think I've only ever once in recent memory had a partner that enjoyed cooking. It got on my tits a bit. Not, not all the time, but sometimes it was absolutely lovely and there's nothing like getting that text message that says, there'll be something to eat when you get in if you want. You yeah. Think, oh, that's lovely. So, let's describe our cake, shall we? Yeah. I don't want to... This, they, but the smells coming off them are good. They're, they're both dark brown. Yes, they this are. This is kind of eyebrow. Have you taken a picture? So I've taken loads of pictures. So mine is from, I'm going to check, I think, Lucy... Lucy... Let's check. God, I should have learnt this stuff. Such a great noise. It is, isn't it? It's the most beautiful noise. It's Lucy Watson's book, Feed mm. Me Vegan. Oh, great. And um, it's a chocolate and banana loaf. Delicious. And what I think has happened is I've burnt the outside and undercooked the insides. What she's also done is made you rest an entire banana on the roof of the thing. I, that's an impressive sight. I like that. Do you? Yeah. I think that's going to be quite a room divider. It's a big statement, isn't it? I think if they taste all caramel, it'd be nice. But I'm just worried about... Sorry for touching something we're about to all eat. Right. But like, I'm a bit worried about like this black bits around the edge I, but it smells lush 
Tell me about yours. This is deliciously Ella. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Oof. Vegan. Ooh. Which I hope doesn't mean it's joyless, but um, <laughs> we went to New England last month on like a road trip. Wow, a holiday, like yeah, a proper yeah. adventure. Yeah, we just did like a week and we buzzed about. And my idea was, oh, I'll have pie because it's autumn. And everyone was like, you, no, we don't do pumpkin pie till after Halloween because all the pumpkins are like in people's gardens, which then I was like, oh, of course, it was too early. So we were fixated on having it when we got home. Do you think they probably just have much warmer autumns than us as well? Yeah. We've got frost already. We wouldn't yeah. be able to pluck a pumpkin now. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, so we, Emily made one the other day, and it was the vegan one, which mm. the thing that makes pumpkin pie delicious and makes anything delicious is... Is it called condensed cream? Condensed oh, milk? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't have that as a vegan. No. So what we actually had was pastry with what felt like vegetable puree on Oh, it was all right. We, we covered it in ice cream. Okay. This one has got loads of maple syrup and loads of dates in it. Ooh, so I'm okay. hoping it's it'll be good. sweet. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. definitely not going to taste savoury. I'm excited about not. it. We'll see how that... Because it was Thanksgiving yesterday. That's oh, the, yeah. Okay. Amazing. God, I didn't even know. I'm so sorry, America. It's just nice. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in on the banana bread. <laughs> It's got some pecans in it. Oh, delicious. Okay, I good. love pecans. It looks great. It looks okay, doesn't it? Yeah. So far, so good. The edge looks edible. I hear from Emily that banana breads can be tricky because it seems like the top catches quickly. Yeah, I did have a... Well, also, it told me to bake it for 50 minutes. Yeah. Mm. It was not done. And I probably... I've started, put some tin foil on it to try and stop the top burning anymore. Mm. I think it was probably more like an hour and 20. Really? Ages, yeah. yeah. The other thing I might have done is accidentally used tablespoons instead of teaspoons of baking powder. Cool. Those bananas are slicing well. Yeah, they're doing all right, aren't they? We got <laughs> as well. I'm such a messy slicer, even. I'm leaving the crusty end. Do you want to double up and do yeah. both treats? We, um, we, we got earlier mm. the vegan creme fraiche. Oh, I've never had that. I don't know if that'll be nice. Oaty stuff as a rule is always nice. Their cream is just so good. Yeah, I've had that. Look, creme fraiche. Oh, might be creamy oat Mm. fraiche. It's called. This is the joy of living in Shoreditch. Yeah, I bet you've got loads of places you can get this stuff. I've only been vegan a month. Oh wow, welcome! I'm I'm glad to be here. Um, But yeah, everyone's been like it's been hard, and I'm like no, because I live in Shoreditch. Yeah. If I go to Wales, yes, it's hard. Yeah. This, not so much. Shall I slice this? I'm going to just try this on its own. This oatly um, creme fraiche on its own. What's it like? Oh my God, it's lush. Is it? Good. Yeah. God, that's perfect with some rich, sweet... Yeah, balance it all out, you know. Is this much? Um, A bit less, please, if that's okay. That is absolutely okay. Um... So you've got more restraint than I do? Well, it's only because I, I can't... I haven't got time for a nap after this. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I do fall quite hard after massive sugar yeah, fest. me as well. I just, before you got in here, I um, mainlined a soup. Because <laughs> I, I treat sweet things like booze where I line my stomach with something savoury. Nice! And then I feel like... I don't know, I just feel like I can handle it more, process yeah. it more. Probably no science there. No, I really like that. Just do one feel. interesting thing, which is weird in the other way around. Yeah. But perhaps it's either an amazing accident that we have a cheese course at the very end of a meal, or or there was originally Someone some gastro science about it. But apparently, um, not for anything other than your teeth, but for your teeth, if you have some cheese, have some cheese after you've had some sugar, the alkaline in it helps undo the damage to your teeth does it yeah and oh. i read i read it in two things neither particularly reliable just internet things and then i i went to visit a dentist friend and watched her giving her then toddler a piece of cheddar after some biscuits and was like hang on are you doing that on purpose and oh. she was like yeah that's good what do you do if you're a vegan though um i don't know you're still allowed to rub cheese on your teeth <laughs> yeah like a, yeah maybe like I think if you're a vegan that rubs drugs into your teeth, you should probably still be allowed to rub a bit of cheese on for the good of your teeth. I think you're right. I'm going in with pumpkin pie. I'm going in with banana bread. We're both very polite like that. Mm. Mm. This is good, mate. Those nuts are tasty in there. 
That is really tasty too. Spice in it. Have you ever had it before? No. I'll be honest, when you said I make pumpkin pie, I thought it was going to look like a pie and have a load of squash in it. Yeah. This is definitely a much cakier event. Well, this is mm. thanks to Delicious Yellow because I do think normal pumpkin pie looks like a pie, whereas she's gone... She's gone, up, she's gone wild with this. She's gone rogue. Yeah. It's got a really lovely oaty base mm. that's delicious, but also tastes quite wholesome and healthy. Good on yeah. Delicious Liella. But it's the spice that really makes it in that... In the root... In what's in the top of it. It's all... Squ- Squidgier than it looks like it's going to be. Yeah, so it's pumpkin, dates, maple syrup, cinnamon, ginger, mm. some flour. It's the ginger I'm loving. Yeah, and then you mm. bake it. Wow. That's all right, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. A lot of sugar as well, coconut sugar. Ooh, coconut sugar, just yeah. pour some of that. I'd never tried it before. Yeah, uh, it doesn't taste that coconutty, so I'm quite into it. I'm not a massive coconut. <laughs> I heard you, I was listening to other episodes of Hoovering, mm. and I heard you say you don't like bounties. No, uh-oh, we're going to fall out. No. Oh, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> so you're backing away. You're oh, right. God. That's not weird, wasn't it? It was like school. <laughs> She's going to try and make me have a bounty. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, do you like them, though? Mm. If they're the last one left in the trim. Yeah. The celebrations, Tim. Yeah. I'll have it. Right, fine. So it's Never not a first choice. Completely understand. Yeah. How are you with coffee revels? Same. Well. Last choice. Really? I'll eat it if I'm if I'm desperate. I won't not eat it. It's just got to be the last one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love a coffee revel. Do you? Yeah. Until we have these lush cakes. They fucking are both quite lush, aren't they? You've done well there. We've both done really well. Cheers. Cheers. Shit. Normally one of them goes wrong. We're really lucky ducks. I've, I've picked up some tips from your podcast. Have you? Mm. Oh, God. I'm really worried there's quite a lot of fake news. <laughs> like every faddy little thing I hear, I share as if it's... And, I, and I'm always fact. finding out that stuff I thought... That I, you know, stuff I read or was told. I'm very gullible. And then later on, I'm always really gutted to find out it was absolute bollocks. Um, I don't know why it's reminding me of this, and it's not very nice to say on an eating podcast, but as a teenager, I was told that... <laughs> God, this is horrible. <laughs> but if you get spunk in your eye... Yeah. The reason your eye goes all red mm. is because your eyeball's exactly the same uh, sort of physiological makeup as um, an ovary so the right. sperm really tries to get get involved yeah. and that's why it aggravates it and you get red eye and I I think I spent a good decade telling everyone that that well, sounds real to me it's not true oh so what is it I don't know I think you're just really not meant to have spunk in the eye yeah fair play yeah. I would have believed that because it, it's the size and shape of an ovary yeah. I'm with you <laughs> in my tongue I did have the other day just to like I don't want to be the new vegan who only talks about being vegan but um they've got that new have you seen it it's new plant based mince meat is this Sainsbury's yeah I've just bought some tell me what it's gonna what's gonna happen looks properly like mince yeah it really which does. actually as someone who no longer eats meat the look and texture of mince is not a thing that I'm missing. Right, Because yeah. it only ever looked like rats' intestines, yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't necessarily need it to look exactly like that. But anyway, I thought I'd go for it. There's just something about it, absolutely palatable. There's a smell. <laughs> it's not the highest. It's <laughs> my favourite backhanded compliment ever. Absolutely palatable. <laughs> and also that's because I will eat anything. Someone else might have said no. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely palatable. There is an aroma when you cook it that maybe it's because it doesn't smell like any other food I know. Right. I can't place the smell. And so it was just like, oh, I don't like that. And then when I was eating it, there was like, no matter how many, how much like soy sauce I mm. banged on it, I couldn't get, get that ri- smell out. Yeah. I'm worried about it now because I find that with some, I mean, if they ever want to sponsor me, they'd still be most welcome. But to Furky. <laughs> Not tried it. That whole brand. And they do so many different things. They do like little chicken tikka pieces and stuff mm. like that. Right through to like Lincolnshire sausages. 
they've all got a smell about them something that's really synthetic mm. I don't know what it is it might just be a herb it might be like whatever they've done to sage or something and then just put it in everything I don't know but it's something there it's not pleasant it doesn't it, it, it tastes unnatural and it smells unnatural and then yeah same it stays mm. it, I think I think also when a smell makes you like revulsed like that that's your body saying no 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 no, 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 no. exactly stay clear, stay clear, stay clear. I feel the same about charcoal I don't want a black croissant no I think as humans we're primed to go gone off yeah don't eat that rotten but it, there's a, it's all trendy now to guzzle a shot of charcoal. It's yeah. supposed to be, again, absolute bollocks. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's good. supposed to make you... Um, oh, God. It, it draws something in your stomach. I'm going to find the article and put it in the podcast notes because I'm not going to be able to articulate this. But unless you've got a specific type of illness that mm. means you need all the acid all the alkaline drawing away from one part of your stomach to another mm. which is very rare and even then there's better ways of doing it than with eating coal and mm. um, it's really bad for you and your immune system we can't trust anyone can we we can't because they, didn't they used to use that in A&E if someone was too drunk had alcohol poisoning oh really would what give them a bit of coal to suck they'd have a charcoal solution yeah really because of that because it sucks the stuff out I know this because I've written on casualty nice but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm forgetting that's whether that's so funny it's either they've stopped using it because it doesn't work did or you they've write stopped on it, using it. casualty where they were using like Roman tinctures no. and why were they giving them the charcoal because they are uh, taking drugs right and I remember there being a firm stance from my um, researcher on mm-hmm. they still do that because it works or they've stopped doing it because it doesn't work. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, no. Oh, but I they see. have used it. So well, um, let the listeners look that up for themselves. I always thought that you... Um, I always thought that it was bollocks. I remember at university, um, if somebody had taken a bit too many drugs, they'd always get... Someone would always get a fizzy orange or an orange juice, mm. orange and lemonade. And I always thought, yeah, like that's going to do anything. Um, but then I did some medical trials as a student and in my 20s for money. And then. Um, that's you, so funny. <laughs> I've done loads. I've hardly got any of the um, inside. Top, up inside my nose left where I've given loads of bits to them. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. I thought it was growing back. <laughs> the cartilage. Mm. I thought it was growing back. I've given it all to. Um, uh, uh, Imperial College's study about um, hay fever because I'm weirdly unallergic to anything airborne. So I did loads of studies right. where they took tiny biopsies of the cartilage out of the up inside my nose mm. for like 250 quid each time. Not life changing, but it yeah. was then. Save your bacon. And frankly, it would still be handy now. But mm. I remember going for one and then going, going in and saying, Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And she was like, Oh, no, looking at a thing, you've had too many now. And I was like, What do you mean it's not growing back then? And she was like, um, no. Oh, You fuck. have read everything, haven't you, that we've got? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't of course, I forgot yet. that bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was breathing easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, that woman that cocained the... Daniela Westbrook. Yeah, Daniela Westbrook. Cyclops nose. Just, oh, one nostril. Yeah. Uni nose. <laughs> oh. That's my. bad. Yeah, isn't that bad? Anyway, why was I telling you that? Oh, because in the build-up to it, um, to any of the medical trials I did on all the forms wherever, whatever uni or um, college hospital it was for always it said you couldn't have poppy seeds in case it showed up as an op- that you'd been taking opiates so, mm-hmm. they, so even a poppy seed can make it look like you've been having some smack Wow! and you couldn't have any concentrated orange so you couldn't have more than something like 250ml glass of orange juice a day and you couldn't have any marmalade because it apparently citrus like that does suppress how you absorb drugs in a good way yeah Ooh. well bad bad way if you need the drugs i like if you have an antibiotics or some drugs that are me- real medicine in and in a good way if taking a dodgy someone's chewing their tits off <laughs> <laughs> in a really inappropriate place oh that's good to know yeah I'm not, know. I'm not, I say it's good to know like i'm gonna be out yeah <laughs> pulling off my head i just mean it's interesting Ooh. So anything that when you eat it, it makes you think of being a child? Yeah, um, loads. Sandwich spread? What sandwich spread? Where- oh my God, I remembered it. That does smell like sick. Yeah, and looks like it as it's well. It's like liquid coleslaw. Yeah, it's like a salad cream. Oh my God. Full of mini bits of chopped up, like was once, was once veg. Now maybe it's been pickled. 
God. And I used to have that. My nana used to make me that on um, just like smear it on on cheap white bread. Yes, lush. Oh my god, I'd completely forgotten it exists. Yeah, I, that's. I, do you know what? I feel quite emotional having been taking reminded you back. of it. Yeah, I feel like this. The last time this happened is when someone reminded me because again I'd just forgotten. I'd like don't know what that is, and then it hits you the memory. Um, I don't know if you ever had this, but our grandparents' generation had a tray that went over the bath. Yeah, knickknacks on, yeah. like sponges and soap and shit. And it's and handy. Yeah, I do. We should get one of one of those back. I think. I'm sure. I'm sure it's just got them. You, probably. Yeah. I'm always in the bath with my bits over the side. And you got to keep. I bloody am. Yeah. You've got to ferret your whole arm dangle down yeah. the side to get your wine, water or dripping, your candle, or, it, or your <laughs> phone. phone. Yeah, phone that you've balanced on a towel or a tower of clothes. Absolutely, we're in the same place. But yeah. glass of wine and a phone on a oh. towel. Yeah. And what about? Did you ever have like? beef paste and chicken paste I don't think I ever ate them but I'm aware of the little tiny little jar yeah. with a metal lid you only need a smidgen that's why are they quite concentrated are yeah they? very concentrated you'd have it like you might it's probably thinking back it's poor person's pate right so you have like butter and just a smidgen I'm just laughing I don't I can't stop laughing just because of how much again almost as much of a happy blast from the past as sandwich spread is the word smidgen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah beef spreads a smidgen of beef yeah just an eyeful my nan used to say just an eyeful. Just an eyeful of beef paste on there. Oh, yeah. gross. I mean, it's, <laughs> you've doubled the grossness of it by saying just an eyeful. I know. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. What's the longest time it's ever taken you to eat something? Not long. <laughs> no, I bash through it. I, yeah, and I'm one of four. And my... Um, my Emily again, my girlfriend. She's a single, uh, uh, single child. <laughs> she's a single child. She's a single child. She's an only child, <laughs> and um, she can't. She was never taught to eat fast and never taught to argue. So I'll notice that. Like if if we eat together, I eat like someone's gonna take off me. I've plowed yeah. through it and I'm up getting seconds. And yeah. she's like, I'll say, do you want some? And she's still got a full plate. And we eat about the same amount of food, but she doesn't yeah. rush it. God, I'd love to be like that. Yeah, I can't. I'm an only God. child. Are you? Yeah, why am I? Why am I breathing it in? Did your parents used to pick off your plate? No. No. I spent a lot... Of, I didn't live always with my nan, but I would spend periods of time either living with her for little short bits... Yeah. Also alcoholic dad. Yeah. Um, or uh, I would, you know, just be there all the time. And she absolutely, like... Uh, food was love mm-hmm. and actually I think anyone who spent a lot of time with their nan as a kid probably wound up fat yeah there's a reason you're not meant to be with your nan all the time yeah. they, they love you too much <laughs> mine used to give me my Austrian nana used to give me a bowl of jam and a spoon delicious at, at age two wow my mum hit the roof yeah because you must have been Jones in for sugar yeah straight away just in heaven yeah absolute dreams I would love that but she used to it's, it's like a tale as old as time but my relationship with food even now is that she sort of taught me to associate it with all things. Right. So like if I was sad, sit down, babe, I'm going to make you a chip, yeah. chip butty. Yeah, and if, if I did well at, like, if I did well at school, she would be like, you're having your dinner from Marks and Spencer's tonight. Oh! What is the sound of still getting dinner but be like Tesco's You're you know having your dinner from Marks and Spencer's tonight yeah oh and then, such a treat so lovely and then if I didn't if I ever wasn't like completely hungry can you know, we, we, we weren't well off we had no mm. money so she'd do this thing if I didn't finish my plate where she'd go oh you'll eat it for your nana won't you oh I worked hard for that you won't leave it, will you? So now I can't. I can't leave food on a plate. Oh God! <laughs> the problem with all of that is it's obviously from such a place of kindness. Yeah, but it fucks you up. It does. And then similarly, if I was at home, get like my mum was just my mum worked two jobs, no money, four kids, rubbish husband. So she just we had chips every single yeah. night. We had chips. But then my mum is just she's five foot ten, skinny as a rake. Mm. My two older brothers, skinny as a rake, no matter what they... My brother now, as far as I know, still lives on purely cider and, like, 
crispy pancakes. How old is he? Forty something. <gasps> that's just like his diet. Still what about scurvy. Well, he's skinny. He's skinny. I don't know about... He will have scurvy. But they were all just so slim. And I haven't got the metabolism for it. So I lived on either chips or what my nan was feeding me. And I got really fat. I was... When I was a teenager, I was 15 stone at my biggest. Me too. And and I remember... I remember this one time. My mum had... um, We were getting clothes off the catalogue. Because we couldn't afford to buy them. But my mum was like, at least I can pay it off monthly. So I ordered... I was like 12. And I ordered like size 13 shorts. Umbro shorts. Nice. And when they came, I put them on and they were skin tight. Mm. And so I went into my mum and was like, is, is there something wrong with these shorts? <laughs> oh, I love that mentality though. Yeah. She's mm. right here. Corrupted and by... I, I, yeah. I remember my mum looking at me and she wasn't remotely trying to be mean, but I think it just hit her like, oh fuck. And she went, you need to lose weight, babe. <gasps> and that was the first... I went... 12? Yeah. And I oh went into my God. room and I wept like wept hot and I, I, my mum wouldn't even remember that she wouldn't have thought she'd said anything mean I think she just went uh, oh fuck yeah, yeah. she is big um, and it, but I still think of that as like one of the times where I've felt the most shamed well because I mean again this is you know it's no comment on the people doing the things that feel like the kind thing it, it, recently I've been like really aware of um, listening to this brilliant podcast called Food Psych that's this psychologist and nutritionist and it's very I mean it's it's really really opened my eyes to like how pointless diet culture is not even to go into the realms of fat shame etc etc fat phobia etc etc but those little comments like that even when they're well meant are fucking toxic no one has ever gone do you know what I'm going to revolutionise my lifestyle start listening to my body start stopping when I'm full start thinking about how hungry I might be if I'm in this hormonal state or this time Mm. like all the things you have to do to live your life in the body that you're in accepting the do you know what I mean to actually be happy and enjoy life and enjoy eating which I mean, I feel like I'm only discovering in my fucking mid-30s, you know. But just as toxic as those, like, oh, you need to lose weight comments, even when they're well-intended, are all the compliments you get when you do. Mm. Just as toxic. People yeah. going, oh, my God, you've lost so much weight. Or You're even good. if they put it... I've been guilty of this so often. In more recent years, I'll never say that to someone, but I, I'm, I've got strong memories of saying to people, oh, my God, you look really fit. Mm. Like, you know, you look really, like you've been working out and that's just it feels like just a feminist get out way of saying you've lost weight yeah. which again is like two ways of just commenting on someone's body that are probably or certainly I should say unhelpful mm-hmm. it's just not relevant unless yeah. you're meeting up with them to lift some weights together what is the relevance just walk then. away don't yeah. Yeah. Just be like, how are you because you also you don't know what someone's situation is yeah uh, oh god and then they I don't know I think it, it can just start reverberating around your head all those things hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Five second rule, yes or no? Absolutely yes. Great, that sounded really confident. I used to work in a cinema. It was my first job. Well, it was my second job. I, I, I Before that, I worked in Quicksave. Yeah, The nice. supermarket. I, I, I was 14, but I faked an NI number. And I got <laughs> to, to get a job in yeah. Quicksave. I ultimately got sacked because I called in and said I had diarrhoea and then they saw me hanging out in front of the supermarket. 
like rung me on my house phone and said, did you have, did you have diarrhea earlier? And I said, yeah, yeah, I told you. And she's like, it's funny because I was looking at you through the window. You're hanging out in front of the post office. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okie dokie. Um, so my first and best ever job which was working at the Monaco Cinema in Rue Biner in Cardiff it's been knocked down now oh. we had two screens that was it me and five old people yes. who, who like worked the doors and were absolutely mean as fuck yeah like they'd be, everyone who came in they were just like what? <laughs> <laughs> that's just what the theatre's like in Swanage where yeah, I'm from there's always some really really aggro old crone on the yeah. door like really gnarly that's what these were like Mary and Amos um, so my job was to sit in the screen watch the film be about three people in maybe or, and more on a Saturday and then they'd leave and I'd clean up and then like within my first shift I saw that there was all sweets on the floor so I went to Peacock's bought a fleece with a zip pouch on the front like a kangaroo and then when I was tidying up I was slipping it all in the pocket yes. straight off the floor <laughs> didn't even know whose fingers had touched it and I would just I'd stuff penny sweets and all of it minstrels <laughs> popcorn Maltesers I'd do the lot anything it's one of my favourite stories anyone's ever told yeah, me yeah unless it was clearly podcast. sucked I'd have it <laughs> that's your tagline yeah oh god I love it I love it um is there anything <laughs> I didn't think we could top that <laughs> unless it was clearly sucked I'd have it um, is there anything that you eat in like a peculiar way or a very specific way that you have to have in a very specific way like, like I you do eat things? it yeah. in a weird way yeah like things have to happen in a certain order or how it's dished up or mm. the time of day you will or won't have it I'm guessing maybe not no, I'm pretty... I'm, I'm very loosey-goosey. I think the only thing I do that people might think is weird is I'll be very happy to have, like, dinner food for breakfast. I love that too. So I'll have a soup or I'll have, like... I don't know, full pasta. Yeah. If it's in the fridge. I also, Curry? Yeah, I'd have anything. I really offended my... I've got teenage half-siblings. Yeah. And my sister Hattie once saw me eating takeaway curries for breakfast and what she she still talks about it why it was so yummy so it's going in the same belly yeah Yeah. and it's like sat in its flavours overnight Mm. but I also I've always done that but my excuse now is I um I've started that that has been the key to me being becoming happy in my own body as I started exercising like three years ago and I do it in the morning usually wow I was supposed to do it in the morning but because I work from home what I'll end up doing is not doing it till one and yeah. I'm in my pyjamas until one yeah or whatever but whatever I do if I've had if I've done a workout then I'm like effectively I can eat whatever the fuck I want now yeah. I'll have when I was eating meat I'd very gladly have like half a chicken yeah <laughs> and I don't care if it's 10am yeah whatever I'm, I'm refueling my muscles yeah you but, do need some protein after yeah, the workout yeah I would have done it if I hadn't worked out as well it's just yeah. it's a handy excuse now tell me about it Big into it. I'm big into it. What's your exercises that you like doing in the morning? At home? I do them at home. The I do them at home and I do um, Sean T. Oh, do you God, know him? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Is it a YouTube star? He, he's not YouTube. They're like DVDs. But, right. Or like, you know, download it on your laptop if you're in the modern century. Um, and he's this guy. He's, he's gay, but he doesn't seem gay. He's really ripped. Um, mixed race guy. Bald head. Yeah. He was a dancer and a basketball player or whatever. And he does... They're called insanity workouts. Oh, I heard of these. My yeah. friend Tash got really into them. It's it's it like... Um, it's like um, HIT or... Uh, what's the other one? It's like interval training. Exactly. Really, really yeah. And like loud, really loud music. Uh, he has some music on, but he's like talking to you the whole time. And, and it'll be a mix. So he's done like... There's like four or five different programs of his mm. out there now, and they're each like two months long. So I've done them all the whole way through, and now I like mix and match. And you'll do weights a couple of days a week, and then you'll do cardio. You've got your own weights at home. Yeah, got them at home. In my Have bedroom. you? Yeah, and oh, I cool. do it six or seven days a week. That's amazing. And I do yoga once a week to like stretch out, and it's um, made everything better. Yeah, I just I'm so much happier being strong. Oh my! Tell me about it in the coconut as well. So much better for the head. In um, the coconut. Oh, uh, just I mean yeah. mental health. 
Yeah, well, I started. Um, my dad, my dad died, and for the first time in my life, I started having anxiety attacks. Oh. Never had them. And someone was like, "Oh, you should." Um, because, like, that 15-stone teenager... Like, I, I I got slimmer when I, I moved to London. I became a grown-up. But I was still, like, bigger. And just eating yeah. all the time. And, you know, not being strong and squishy and everything else. I wouldn't have contemplated exercising. And then someone said, look, exercise just while you're having these anxiety attacks. Because you'll, like, exhaust yourself and use up adrenaline. Mm. So I started, and it was three years ago. I haven't stopped. And it's, like... It's got me through so much. Like, it's mentally... Amazing calmed me down but and I just love the feeling of being strong yeah, I love I it I love the feeling of being strong yeah. as well I love lifting weights I love I, lo- I love clenching Same. my arm and pressing it and being like yeah, yeah I'm strong I'm ripped feeling the start of bits of definition yeah. and stuff like that and I call my next show Hench are you? that's yeah. a wicked name or it may be Power Bungalow both as good. in Powerhouse but I don't I um I'm having some photos done lifting weights and I'm really nervous about them because it's the closest I've let myself get in a long time. Not to restricting what I eat, but to paying... Mm. If I pay too much attention to it, I just immediately feel so low. Yeah. It's really weird. It's that same thing of being like... um, Not I exercise so I can eat what I want, but just in terms of to get rid of some historical and ongoing disordered eating, to just try and eat when I'm hungry and have what I want when I want and stop when I'm full and Mm. know that when know that there are there'll be times where it's not hunger that's calling you to get food yeah and especially if it's calling you to get shit food all of that trying to stay in touch with all of that the second that I try and bring in the structure that even has the faintest idea of a diet I'm just Within 48 hours, so deeply unhappy. Really? So I have to be, I'm having to be very careful. And actually, I think it's taken me a fortnight, but to go, I don't give a fuck what the results are of this thing. I'm just going to really work my upper body really hard for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. let legs fall behind and stuff. And then, but I'm not going to change my eating much. It's just not, yeah. it's not worth it. Because I've found as well, I don't know if you have this, if it's three years, it's a long time. I have long, long patches where I think I felt really great, actually, you know, just content and like I'm coping. I'm coping and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely exercise contributing to that and eating in a way that's kind. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but then something will hit me and I... I, it won't exercise won't cut it I don't think my point is I don't think exercise is the be all and end all in terms yeah. of the more extreme bouts of anxiety and um, and depression and anything else really sometimes yeah. it can override it it's a thing it's not gonna it's not a cure all but it no. might just help you yeah it, it can yeah. only help yeah but it can't necessarily cure won't cure what I find what I find with it is it helps it calms me down mm-hmm. in a way that the bad thing is still there, but I approach it after half an hour of like sweating my tits off. Yeah. I can then be practical about my approach and go, okay, it is still shit, shit, yeah. but let's think calmly about how we might approach it instead of that feeling of um, panic rising up and everything mm. overwhelming you and I'm drowning. Uh, yeah, it doesn't cure it all, but it just at least, it's, a, it's just a tool. Helps you feel like you've, in control of it yeah yes fascinating isn't it so you've just gone vegan yeah and this might not be relevant actually to that but um, are are your reasons um, have you got any like real specific reasons or are you just environment or a love of animals it's a mish mesh mash I went vegetarian in May and the reason for that was Emily's vegetarian anyway, so I'd started eating a lot less meat, yeah. regardless. And then she's a travel journalist, and we were in Norway. She was doing a travel piece, so we were like traveling around and going to. It was a really incredible trip, and we were going to quite remote places. And the PR person hadn't forwarded on to these very remote places that Emily didn't eat meat, oh, or or, or fish or anything. And Norway's thing is fish. And so we'd get there and they're like, you'd see them walking from the beach with this like incredible fish they'd just caught for us. 
And I don't really like fish. Oh. I've never have. But by the time we, we break the news to them, like, Emily doesn't eat any fish, and you see them panic because there's not a supermarket. Yeah. I then can't go, and I won't have it either. Yeah. So I was having to go, so I do, don't, I'll eat it, I'll eat it. And I didn't really, I don't like it. And one of the things we had to do was go out um, with this guy who looked like a Viking and um, catch fish, take him home, cook him, and eat him. Right. And I just had that like city girl thing of the very first time, the fish that come out, they're massive and they're holding it and they're like, you know, you, you slit its throat with a knife. Yeah. It was awful, absolutely <laughs> awful. And like watching it sort of take its last breath in, in the sort of like bowl there, yeah. I found so disturbing. And then we got, I'd said to the guy, because I was feeling like, I don't want to eat this. And, and I said, oh, well, I'm feeling a bit worried. And he went, don't worry, it's the circle of life. Like, you're going to eat him and he'll have eaten another fish earlier. That's the way yeah. it goes. And then he was cooking the fish up for me and he sliced it open and said, oh, you know that thing I said? It was true. And he pulled a full other fish out of that fish's stomach. Like undigested full fish. Yeah, he's just eating it. And he popped it on a plate for me and him and his wife and Emily all sat while I had a plate of fish. And I had to eat it and it turned my stomach with every mouthful. Oh, what? The pressure on you to enjoy that as well. That is horrible. Awful. But I thought, well, that's it, isn't it? If you can't kill it and eat it, you shouldn't eat it. Yeah. So I stopped with that. And then the other thing is with the vegan thing, I've had IBS my whole life. Yeah. My body has told me for the last 20 years, please stop eating dairy. Please, right. please, <laughs> please. And I've ignored it. And so I said, let's give it a go for a month. And then I might do vegan-ish. I might mm-hmm. do, you know, a few days on, a few days off. And then I watched Cowspiracy <laughs> on Netflix. And it worked. I thought I can't go back. Yeah. So that was that. Here I am. Fabulous. Yeah, so it's, it's a bit environmental, a bit because yeah. I don't like killing animals. Well, it's that you've got. I didn't even. I never even think to say, "Are you doing it for health reasons?" Even though I'd say half the people I talk to who are, have gone vegan or veganish are doing it for health reasons. I saw this video with them. Um, do you know Mayim Bialik? I don't know if I'm saying that right. She played Blossom in the oh, TV show. Oh yeah, I know who you mean. She's yeah. Big Bang Theory now. This video was going around on Facebook of her. She's vegan, and she was like, "Look." blah 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 vegans are preachy I'm not telling you you have to do it all the time but maybe just give it a go and she said this statistic that makes sense but I'd never heard where in America if you're if you're Caucasian American only 5% of Caucasian Americans can effectively digest dairy if you're African American or Jewish only 2% can effectively digest dairy so she was like the figures are there we don't we're not designed for it yeah give it up and so Thank you, my Bialik. I watched that, and that was another thing that made me go, oh, let me just try. I'm going to look it up and put it in the podcast notes. Yeah, look it up. Wow. We it's just, it's funny, crazy. isn't it? I, uh, I'm definitely not a completely a vegan. Mm. But I am most days. And, and that, that makes me. a difference, And I think it? that does make a difference. But I think I'm really fascinated and into your answer about the fish. Because in, in, conversely, I would love that. Right. What a pervert. But I would well, love to fish my own fish. That's a good and thing. One day I do, I think it's unrealistic to um, to ever expect to learn to hunt or, you know, maybe I could have rescue chickens one day if I ever live in the sticks yeah. and eat their eggs and eventually kill them or eat them when they're dead or whatever. But, but I think realistically I could set the life goal of learning to fish. I love you the could. idea of fishing a fish out, killing it all quick. Bashing it on. Eating him up. Well, that is that. That is the way of the world, isn't it? Yeah. That's how it should be if you're thinking about it. But also, world. if we did that, you know, realistically, I don't foresee a life where I've got fuck all on happening at any point. That's going to mean having that once or twice a year that you'd actually go yeah. and get to do that, you know, go out on a boat or sit by a lake for a, a day until you get enough to, for a meal or something it's not in this country it, it, it would well. be the treat that it kind of feels like it's almost meant to be yeah my um so emily again she she learned she used to be in a relationship with a man <laughs> i just find the story so funny before she realized she was gay and um to sort of like because things weren't quite right but she didn't know why yet they, she just kept initiating hobbies for the two of them to do together <laughs> And one of the hobbies, after the day that she'd run out of like getting into computer games and everything else, the next thing she saw came home and was like, fly fishing! <laughs> and she's bought... just anything to avoid fucking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She came home with the like rods and the collots and all of that. 
<laughs> and she got bang into it. She said she was really good at it. She put in the rods and the good lots. Yeah. Oh, she sounds cool. That just really makes me laugh thinking of her. What <laughs> I've got another hobby. <laughs> so you could do that anyway. You could get into fly fishing. Yeah. Yeah, one day. I'm bang up for learning to do fishing. But similarly, you know, you do get exact, that exact thing of like, oh, if you're repulsed by the idea of a death of a creature at your hands, yeah, just don't eat them. Do you have to? You don't have to. I oh, certainly mm. don't need them. I mean, I think there's a few supplements. You can get um, your omega-3 from some aloe, aloe capsules now. I've got some... Um... I just bought some vegetarian or vegan omega three pills, and I have been wondering what the hell is in there. It's made it's a, like seaweed usually, or an right. Animal. I've been popping it in without looking yeah. into it anyway. <laughs> My mother in law buys mine for me. Oh, that's nice. Very sweet of her. Oh, so have you ever done a travel that was particularly memorable because of what you ate? I guess you've answered that in the last question actually a bit, haven't you? If you had yeah, I did also though. I went to I went travelling when I was uh, nineteen around Thailand. And I only ate um, pad thai every day because I, I wasn't into spicy things or... Did, uh, oh. And I wasn't really having much meat either then just because I was a bit like, I've seen a fly on that. Um, so I was just eating noodles. And I know now I don't handle a noodle well. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds a bit contradictory though to the like, oh, I've seen a fly on that. And the old five second rule attitude. Wow, yeah. I don't know. Well, when I was younger, this this woman told me this thing about flies, that the moment they land on something, they throw up. I don't even know if it's true. God, that sounds a bit like spunk in the eye, but it might be true. She said the moment they land, they go... <laughs> <laughs> so I wish you could have seen that impression that just did. <laughs> so I just had that in my head anyway. You know, if you see flies buzzing over, it'd be like, it's covered in bomb. Anyway, so I had these noodles every day. Don't do well with it. Came home after a month. And this, I'm sorry, this is, I won't go into too much detail, but I, I stopped going to the toilet. And I'd been home for like two weeks and I still oh hadn't gone. Oh no, oh no. And it, no. yeah, so that, and I got to the point where my mum was like, I'm going to take you to the doctors if, if you don't go today. And I won't oh, go, I won't go into any more detail, but it was, that's another memorable travel when I, I, oh, I got myself hurt with too many noodles. thing. <laughs> the noodle plugged. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's the most um, emotional you've ever been somewhere that was serving food? <gasps> most emotional I've ever been. God, that's a hard one because I I love food so much. I love the moment in a restaurant when you see the waiter coming with your plates. Oh, yes. It's just nothing. I could cry sometimes. It's. Um, do you know? I think it that 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 feeling is also really exquisitely um i'm not being very articulate today the the pertinence of it is also really well exemplified by when you see the waiter coming towards you with your food and then you realize it's not for you and then livid (gasps) oh i mean it's that is being being brought to a certain point and then walked away yeah blue balls that's what that is you've been blue blue, your tummy's been blue balled yeah um, I, I, I'm trying to, I'll tell you what has made me emotional many times in my life and, and even now I'll st- I can still as a rational person I can lose all sense if I've left something in the fridge and I'm really looking forward to it and I get home and someone's had it I remember like, when I was a teenager that I would just be like crying and be like Becky's here in my yoghurt and I'd, my mum would be like well, do you want to calm down? Because it's one yogurt, and, but you, I've just seen red. Yeah. Because I wanted it, and now it's gone, and I thought I was having it. Blue balled again. Really? Yeah. I think that's been one of four, you know. Yeah. I've never been that fast. Really? Yeah. That's handy. I, we also had the other day, we went to Scotland a couple of weekends ago, and was doing a travel piece again. It was a really remote area. Do you get so cool that you get to do some travels with her? It's amazing. It's, like, amazing, yeah. It's We're going amazing. to Norway again next week, in fact pre-warned them with vegan this time um <laughs> but we were in scotland and it was quite remote it was nighttime start we, we had been out doing like outdoor activities all day and i had that kind of ravenous where you can't wait mm. to eat because you've really earned it and we booked in at this like pub that everyone said was lovely and we got there and it stank of a gent's toilet oh, no. no one in there also, oh, also lit with a God. blue light and emily was like we cannot we'll go somewhere else so i drove to a new pub 
and it looked lush it was like washed in this warm light and there was an oh. open fire and we went in and we were like oh my god thank god we're here table for two please and this woman was like a oh, coach of tourists just arrived we can't sit you and we went <gasps> what and she was like 80 people have just arrived and me and Emily looked at each other like the world was ending and we were like well, can we get takeaway and she said we physically can't we don't have the, we don't have the yeah. staff cannot do it for you and we were like oh, no. and I, I was going to her well, what are we going to do because we're vegans and like yeah you've got vegan stuff and no one else has and she, obviously she's looking at me like not my problem yeah. so I was like is there anything else in town and she was like there's a fish restaurant I was like we're vegan mm. and she was like well they might have something so we like we were losing our course me and Emily on the website they haven't got anything so I turned actually, absolutely treating this woman like my problems are hers <laughs> is there a supermarket and she was like none around here and within about five minutes me and Emily were out in the foyer of this hotel both googling where we could eat and I remember snapping to her being like if we don't pick somewhere soon we won't eat tonight that's that we won't eat tonight <laughs> and we were just like white with rage at each other and then we found a chip shop and we went there and chilled out yeah. <laughs> the speed with which it descended oh it's horrific absolutely when, when you're in that when you're in that real hunger yeah. it's an animal panic it's yeah. really it's not controllable I mean some people control it but I it warms my heart that you can't eat it <laughs> I cannot I, um, I, were, I I did some training this morning in the gym and then I got home and my neighbour spotted me outside putting something in the bin and she's my friend and she was like oh I've got a parcel for you hang on in a minute and I was like oh cool the thing is I've just been to the gym and I'm actually um, I need to eat something right now if that's okay actually Liana um, I'm just going to eat something and she's like just a minute and I was like oh god just be rational thank you very it's much it's hard yeah I, I was can, really I like also, so, uh, that I'd only come outside because someone had knocked the door to get another parcel already. I was like, what's this fucking parcel o'clock? I was just about to eat something. <laughs> what's this? Parcel o'clock? Jesus. <sighs> A dragon's egg is discovered and it's born, but initially it's totally wild and dangerous, torching everyone and everywhere up and stuff. Everybody's absolutely shitting themselves. It's agreed to let you, and weirdly only you, be its Khaleesi. Oh. <laughs> and, and then it will do as it's told for you. But only, oddly, if you agree to do 19 Davina McCall fitness videos on the bounce. It oh. sounds impossible, but you do it! <laughs> You're a hero! Wow. You saved all of humankind from being torched to death by the dragon who you've tamed you've now got the coolest pet even in Shoreditch yeah um, and you everywhere you look people are like girly 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 <laughs> I mean this is incredible the feeling of you're so knackered out but you're mm. you know you're hungry but perhaps you know it's not you're not you're still happy okay um, it hasn't tipped into what we were just on about then um, and you've got time to have a shower you know you don't, you don't feel grim you just you're hungry happy and your reward is the feast of your dreams it can be totally theoretical these don't have to be things that exist or people you can access or places you can really go to please don't care a fucking bit about uh the ethics or the healthiness of what you choose um it will only have a positive impact on your body whatever okay. you choose and the world so for your feast of your dreams i want to know what you're eating what you're drinking where and who with okay I thought the dragon was going to be involved but that's just where they, I, that's well, that how I got is, there the dragon's your pet now so he's absolutely welcome he's there too he might be char grilling something for me that's a nice <laughs> idea actually <laughs> um drinks I would oh, I love booze I really oh, love it I love it I feel like I've we didn't know each other before today <laughs> and this is I, but perhaps we did spirit. maybe we did yeah, spiritually I would probably have I'd want to start with like like a lovely Glenlivet Ooh. scotch on the rocks Ooh. that's what we started with that um, that's a strong flavour to start with hats yeah. off yeah see I'm sat in front of two decanters worth of whiskey here so I've always got them near um, food <laughs> do you know what I haven't said now that I'm not a big fan of fish. I did once go to a really fancy fish restaurant in Mayfair. I wasn't paying. And I I had um, potted brown shrimp with like crusty bread and salted butter. And the flavour stayed with me forevermore. Yeah. They were small enough that I didn't have to question what they were. Mm. So, you know, so maybe that. Um, 
For my mains, oh, I love a really good pasta. I also, it's fish again. I love fish and chips, mm. but I don't care about the fish. I want the batter. I'll gladly pick the fish out. So I'd probably have like a really good fish and chips with we mushy peas. We could be peas. good sharers on that. Do you I'd like the fish? Shit about the batter. Oh, I love it. I'd have the chips with cheese and gravy, yes. mushy peas, the batter off of fish and chips. I'm going to drink that with. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a French phrase cocktail, and it, it look it's written like Vucare. V-I-E-U-X space C-A-R-R-E I think right, and it's like that up. brandy whiskey Ooh. cherry gets me pissed as fuck lovely <laughs> I love that what a, what <laughs> with a, your fish with your chips and butter <laughs> yeah gravy cheese and then I'm loving this my afters would be I, nothing to me is finer than an ice cream cookie sandwich oh lovely yeah and if I can pick the cookies are oatmeal and raisin. Mm. And they're gooey. And the inside, I, I'll, I'll go for a plain vanilla if it's good, or I'll have a like a peanut butter. Ben and Jerry's are doing a vegan ice cream oh. right now. Peanut butter and Oreo. It's off it? the charts. Lush. It's off the I'd charts. Have that. It's the best vegan ice cream I've had. So yeah, far. it's better than most normal ice cream, which is such a I rare agree. thing to it's say. It's almost slightly less... Um, I think where, where Ben and Jerry's have really nailed it and will, I think, for some time continue to nail the vegan ice cream market is that they never it never was about creaminess or silkiness no. or decadence. It was about what the other shit that's in chunks. it. Yeah, chunks. Yeah, chunks. The fit secret chunks. And to have, oh my God. Lush. Oreo and peanut butter cups and what, oh. And every, you can't get a spoonful of that ice cream without chunking. It's impossible. No. Which I really, I oh. really respect them for. I really, yeah. So I that's mine. Heaven. Oh, and I'll oh. have who with and where. Sorry for. Oh, with my afters, I'll probably yeah. have a really good vodka martini with a twist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I like frozen glass, but no ice. Yeah. And I'll have it with. I'm loving these spirits. Just hardcore spirits <laughs> with every course. Yeah. You've gone for like a really conventional setup of like start a main pug, <laughs> but with deeply weird and brilliant yeah. content and strong hard liquor accompaniment. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love my booze. I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, and I'll have it with purely because I just finished making a murderer series two last night. Okay. I've seen it. Not series two. There's I wasn't that fussed about series one. Okay, series two for me is a whole other ball game. Fine. And it's all about this woman on there called Kathleen Zellner. Right. Who is a 60-something lawyer. Right. Who, ha- she, more than uh, any other uh, l- lawyer in the US, she has gotten off wrongly convicted people for right. murder. Okay. She's absolutely incredible the whole whole of Making a Murder Series 2 is a, is a character study of Kathleen Zellner okay I'll she, be then I'll definitely watch it if it's if there's another if there's a new angle I'm, I'm all over it you don't even see Stephen you just hear him on the phone but everything is about how fucking fiercely intelligent this woman is yeah. and she has this fire in her belly about injustice so the, yeah. the main thing that really lured me in is she's like as a lawyer really our only job is to prove our client is innocent yeah I don't do that because if Stephen Avery is innocent someone else murdered Teresa Halbach and he's currently free I'm going to find who killed Teresa Halbach yeah. that's what I do I found the real killer so she's actually doing a what's well, det- the best way to get someone off that's the yeah. only way often really yeah. is you can find some massive technicality and they already did all that and it didn't work and it didn't work but so now she she's done that like oh my watch it so I'd have it with her and who else someone like someone some great woman um, Meryl Streep wicked what a wicked table <laughs> of women that's very cool mmm delicious brilliant Kaylee. please do check out her writing In Our Skin it's so good this pilot is so good I loved it uh, follow her on Twitter she's at KD Lou K-A-Y-D-L-L-E W. Oh God. I mean, it wasn't even that complicated, was it? And I, I still sort of struggled to say that. It's so Welsh. It's so Welsh. 
K-A-Y-D-L-L-E-W. It's not that hard, actually. I'm just not very clever. OK, follow us on the social medias as well. Please follow us as well. We're at The Hoovering Pod. I've been putting loads of stuff up there recently. Um, follow me, if you like, at Jessica Foster Q. And spread the hoovering love all around your friends like a sexy virus for the years. Or find your own much, much, much better analogy than that. Come and see a live show and or come to my stand-up. I'd love that. Details, as ever, at jessicafosterq.com. And that's where you'll find a way to email me as, as well if you want to ever send me anything longer than a tweet. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham. And the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 